ITE Soccer Women's World Cup podcast, sponsored by Cadbury. From grassroots to national level, a supporter and a half of women's football in Ireland. So, disappointing debut for the Republic of Ireland, the girls in green, at the Women's World Cup, 1-0 defeat to uh, Australia, um, but an awful lot to be proud of and a, an awful lot to be hopeful about heading into next Wednesday's game against Canada. Um, to discuss the game, I've been joined by former Ireland international Marie Curtin. How are you doing, Marie? Hi, Mikey. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm, th- I'm very good. Um, before we get into the match, because there's plenty to discuss, I just it would be nice to get a sense of what watching that game today meant to you as a former Ireland international. I know you you, you were up in Dublin in Daly Mount Park um, at an event, uh, you know, organised to watch it. As so many people watched the game today, I think a lot of people were coming together to watch it. Um, just like, could you just give us an idea of, of the, the emotions that stirred up in you? Yeah, um, it, it, it's just, you know, um, Football has come a long way. Women's football has come a long way in the country. And yeah, just so proud. Um, I guess there's always that bit of regret of what where we've come from. But it's so exciting to see where where we are now. And there's still loads of room for improvement um, for generations to come. So it's only getting better, like just the support for the team over there. It's just it, it's lovely. It's it's so good to see and um yeah I, i'll always kind of hold on to it uh, as in i'll always feel a little bit part of it um you know having having been there for so long uh, kind of stepping away at uh, the end of 2012 but um just so so proud and like what a moment to be at the world cup the crowds that are supporting it the whole nation behind the girls um so it's unbelievable it certainly is um and I think the game probably you could say it probably went the way a lot of people might have expected it to go. Ireland defensively so organized, so well drilled, just everybody knows exactly what they're doing. And um, Australia, obviously, in- incredibly frustrated um, for long periods. Um, not having Sam Kerr would have blunted their front line, but you would have said at half time, you know, job done thus far. Um, keep it up and you never know you might nick something from a set piece so like after 45 minutes I think everybody was probably it was the greatest game of football but we were all pretty chuffed I think weren't we yeah well when you when you look at it from in terms of the game plan you know the we kept to it well we all know the style of football Vera likes to play um rigid structure um in terms of our formation and you know there were glimpses of us getting out on the counter um which probably put a bit of manners on Australia momentarily but you know we still revert to sitting back um going back to the plan and so which which just allowed I, I suppose look we we have less possession in the game because of that but um but yeah it, in, in terms of doing the job sticking to the plan we did very very well in the first half there were a lot of good performances as well which were really really positive um, we had some chances, which was very encouraging. And above all, the first half was good um, in keeping them out and in denying them. And, you know, as the game developed, we, okay, we, we 
got, uh, we were unlucky with the penalty and, you know, just more of a clumsy tackle, um, unluckily for Marissa Shiva. And, you know, so up to that point, we were doing so well um, with the changes that came then in the second half, probably refreshed things a little bit. So we pushed on again. Um, yes, we had some half chances, but nothing really set for us right. And so I don't think we we troubled Australia too much. Um, but at the same time, they had to see out the game. You know, they made some changes at the end to just see out the game, manage the game, make sure they don't concede. Um, look, Australia were are a very, very good team. Even without Sam Kerr, they have a really good uh, squad depth. And, um, and so I think the girls would have surprised a lot of people um i i think they did a lot better than what a lot would have thought yeah 100 percent um obviously it was steph catley the standing captain who, who fired in the penalty in the 52nd minute after as you mentioned marisa shiva it was, it was a tangle of legs it was the hand on the back it was it was unfortunate and you could see how how upset she was after the game but there's no there's no denying it was a penalty it was 100 penalty wasn't it yeah, it, it was just one of those more clumsy ones. She she was recovering. Um, I think she was covering Katie McCabe at the time and it was a fumble of legs, if you like. Um, so really unfortunate. Steph Cately stood up and she she stuck it top left corner. Um, there was no stopping it, uh, although we al- although we lived in hope. <laughs> um but other than that, you know, Australia didn't didn't stretch us really. Um they tried to open us up, but they looked for that race at the back, uh, which is what they're good at, that direct and that ball over the top. And But they weren't able to do that. So from that perspective, it was hugely positive that we weren't massively troubled. Yes, there were a threat, but... Um, but yeah, I think I think we did ourselves very, very proud in, in, in terms of how we played. Yeah, um, we had we had some kind of game changers coming off the bench as well. I think, you know, we kind of maybe there was a little bit of um, surprise, maybe at some of the players who were brought who were brought on. But Abby Larkin came on only 18 and um, she she made a serious impact. And um, I think we shouldn't get too down on ourselves after this result, because if you listen now to this uh, Tony O'Donoghue's interview with Abby Larkin, um, you can just hear what a thrill it was for a teenager to come on and play in her first World Cup and to have a positive impact. Abby, your World Cup debut, how did that feel? Uh, Tony, it was amazing. Honestly, it was a dream come true. This is obviously all I wanted uh, growing up as a kid and yeah, to even get that chance. Obviously, the nerves were, were there, but I think I was more excited than nervous, really. Um, just kind of have to block out all the noise and just play your own game, you know. So. You created chances. You made a big difference when you came on. <laughs> yeah, um, I was got, getting told that. Uh, yeah, I think I did. To be fair, um, I think I just came into the game. I was like, we need to win this. Like, just the passion takes over a lot. And um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I done, I done well. So you're putting your hand up for a selection for the next game. But how disappointing was it to to lose to just one goal and, and a penalty at that? Yeah, it's obviously going to be disappointing. Um, obviously, we as a team, we didn't give up. We kept going to the last minute, and that's what World Cup football is. You know, we're, we're, we're proving that we're well capable, Ireland, coming into the World Cup and showing what we're about. Um, obviously, we were unlucky with the penalty, um, but yeah, overall, I think we played really well as a team, and we're just going to put our heads down now and get the, get the result in the next game. So. What about the experience for you? Just 18 years of age to first of all be chosen in the squad and then to actually get on? 
I'm 18 <laughs> and yeah I think it's amazing uh, yeah as I said it's a dream come true and playing with the likes of my idols um, that I looked up to when I was younger and I still do I look up to every single girl in this team and yeah just it's obviously the experience is, is amazing as well and yeah I'm proud and honoured to come onto that pitch today and yeah show what I'm about. Well, you did great and as I say hopefully putting your hand up for selection the next day well done. Thank you thanks Tony. Um, yeah, that, that was Abby Larkin there talking to Tony O'Donoghue after the match. Um, yeah, I think I think we can all appreciate the kind of the joy she felt at what is a massive moment in her career, and she's only eighteen, as she said herself, quite <laughs> quite enthusiastically. She did make quite the impact, though, didn't she? Yeah, I think they refreshed the game when they came on herself and Lucy Quinn. Um, they came on. I, I think Australia were well on top, but. After they arrived onto the pitch, we we started to get a a, a bit more um attacking uh, again. We were starting to get up the pitch a little bit. Um, kept a bit of ball. We challenged them. Um, so you know they they came in. They made a, a good difference. Um, yeah. Look, Abby, such a young player, so it's great for her. I think the game suited her. You know, to play in the. The, the top of that box in midfield um it just suited her and her the strengths that she has the runner um able to keep ball able to make things happen able to transition to attack um good work rate so she she did very well um yeah and and they pressed on and and there was a few chances that unfortunately just didn't lie in in the right way for us yeah this they, they really didn't there was you often have those moments when you're watching Ireland or whatever team you love and they get a 90th minute free kick on the edge of the box and you know you instantly like your hope is raised and so often they come to nothing they hit the wall they don't go anywhere Megan Connolly's free kick was probably goal bound and got a flick off the wall and it still went perilously close and then from the resulting corner you know we had a very good chance for Katie McCabe and you know it did seem like there was momentum building but as you said like the game plan was stuck to until the closing 10 minutes or so and it does make you hope it makes you wonder should we have gone for it a little bit earlier but then obviously the flip side of that is Ireland play the way they play to restrict the opposition from scoring if we'd opened up we could have been two or three nil down so that's that's the decision Vera Pau has to make really isn't it? Yeah, but look, Mikey, I think there's areas to improve on too. Um, you know, in the professional game now, there are really top technical coaches that focus only on throws. And we were very disappointing off throws today. If we're going to, you know, sit back like that and, you know, if that's going to be our style of play, then set pieces become huge. So we, you would have liked Vera and she's normally very organized, very very um has her game plan so i'm surprised that there we didn't offer more off throws um you know we could have had a a switch or better movement or just we were a bit of a one trick pony with throws and i think we only managed to keep the ball off one or two out of maybe 10 or 11 uh, 10 or 11 which is not good enough at this level our success rate off throws needs to be higher so if that's one area that we can look at, I, I really hope the management team have a look at that and um, prepare better because they're the opportunities where we can keep ball. We saw during the game, there was excellent moments where we just possessed the ball and, and actually um, threatened a little bit, which was great to see. It was very, very encouraging. Um, and so, yeah, 
that that is that is the area where I hope we improve on. Um, I hope that we go back now and just refocus for Canada. Mm -hmm. It's a shame that possibly the, the greatest throw in threat in women's football or possibly women or men's football was sitting in the RT studio today and wasn't available to play, obviously, in Megan Campbell, perhaps. Perhaps they'd built their entire throw-in technique or uh, uh, you know game plan around Megan being able to launch it into the into the box from you know thirty yards out, which is yeah, which is a good tactic so when you have it. <laughs> absolutely, um, you know I think um, we were all disappointed that Megan Campbell didn't make it just with her injuries. Um, her and a, a couple of others that Vera just didn't take the chance on, and and fair enough, like Vera's gone for a, a very fit team where you know even Canada who were about to play. They have had some injury concerns as well, and um, and and their manager Bet um has has gone with keeping them in the squad and hoping that they will be right for for game selections. So um, yeah, look, it's it's just a pity that we don't have the Megan Campbells, but yeah, let's go back to the to the drawing board on that. And you know, it just we need more solutions. It's it's just not good enough to have a just you know five percent success rate off throws it's it's you know there are opportunities to keep the ball absolutely i suppose from open play we would be looking at you know our star players like katie mccabe denise o'sullivan kind of to, to make an opening that again Sinead farrelly was excellent in the you know when she had the ball in midfield which wasn't that often the way we were playing but also she she pitched in in defense there was one great tackle and back heel in the first half in the corner but again she came off after an hour and we're talking about you know vera valuing fitness above nearly anything else it's clear that you know Sinead Farley she's fit but after so long out of the game she's not match fit and you know you'd wonder are we going to get the same 60 minutes against Canada or is she even going to be able to feature as much against Canada with with the quick turnaround it's a concern because she you can already see how central she is to Vera's plans yeah look I'm sure with with heart rate monitors and the technology they have now they'll manage that um I really like I really like Sinead Farley she's a lovely player um I do think the more she plays with the group that she will improve as well um she she put on a, a good performance today um we can see there's a real baller in there she's able to, to win possession back she's able to keep possession she's able to create um she's tough she's she gets stuck into the tackle so she's it's 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 great to have her in there um but you know i think we keep forgetting that we do have a, a really strong squad there um yeah and we did have a wider squad that you know there there was some players who could be disappointed not to make it but um there is uh there 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 are options there um the likes of Liliag could have came on equally today and made a difference um you know Kira Grant there there are options there you know even mm. Megan Connolly uh, Amber Barrett being Amber and... Barrett being left on the bench and Louise Quinn being sent up front there you know there, there's questions around whether that's the, the most progressive tactic yeah. either isn't it yeah it, it just didn't feel like it worked today um I was expecting Amber Barrett to enter the field unfortunately it didn't happen um at one stage we saw Louise Quinn up on the right of a of a front tree so uh that was that was questionable but you know, if things had fallen for her, it would be a different conversation. But it just it just didn't look right. Um, and yeah, that's that's somewhere where you would think that someone like Amber Barrett coming on natural striker and to make a difference. Um, so yeah, we we didn't see it, but um, you know, there's there's a long tournament there, and and hopefully Vera will be able to rely on her on on her squad.
Yeah, a hundred percent. We um speaking of Louise Quinn, she also did an interview with Tony O'Donoghue after the game. Um and it's a different it's a different tone to Abby Larkins. You know, she's a veteran, um, you know, as much as she's loving being at a World Cup, she's a she's a winner, so is Abby Larkin, but they're just a different stage of her career and the pride in her achievement, but also just the sheer disappointment in how close they got is um it's it's very obvious here and it's it's well worth a listen. Ice around your ankle, a, a tough, tough physical encounter. How do you think we did? Um, I think we have a lot to be proud of. Um, I think we've showed ourselves, um, showed what kind of team we are, um, which is, listen, it's 100%, it's physical, it's uh, togetherness, it's being Irish. We've put a really Irish performance in there and we are disappointed not to get something from the game. But so so proud of of the team. We've uh, you know first tournament World Cup game against the hosts. You know it doesn't get better than that. And we uh, yeah we didn't let we didn't let that get to us. We played um, we played our game. There wasn't a, an official player of the match tonight, but you you cleared stuff as you always do. You finished the game up front, and we nearly snatched something at the end. Yeah, that was. Uh, and it's yeah, it's something we can do, and we're again we're we have lightning pace on the wings, and people who can deliver great balls in, and that's the thing. Yeah, I want to be a threat in in both boxes, really. Um, but yeah, that one might yeah, it might hurt a little bit. I got a bit of contact on it, but just not enough. Um, but again, just yeah, just so proud, so proud. Vera says, "Bring the storm." We kind of brought the storm tonight, didn't we? Absolutely, we. Uh, you know, when backs are against the walls, which we were, Australia are a fantastic team, um, brilliant, brilliant players everywhere on the pitch. We knew that we had to, you know, hold strong defensively and that's, you know, it's something that we do well. We want to frustrate them and then, yeah, something then we kind of unleash something and, um, yeah, and I think teams find it really difficult to, to handle that at times and this is, yeah, it's only the start now for us. People were talking in, in advance of the game of, you possibly having to uh, take on Sam Kerr. When you found she wasn't on the team sheet, did that make you feel a little bit like you had a better chance? Um, no, I don't I don't think so. I think it's, listen, I, I think it's a massive shame she was missing. I was ready to go toe-to-toe. I think all defenders are ready to go toe-to-toe with her. And I really do hope that she, yeah, can recover for the for the rest of the tournament because she's a world, world-class player. Um, but you know then that they have such strength from the bench. So yeah, in my head, I was probably like Mary Fowler was gonna gonna be coming on, and it just it just poses a different sort of threat. So it was uh, yeah, it was a real shame she uh, she wasn't playing. But again, we had we still had our hands full. Finally, Louise, how how can we create the the final ten minutes in in the game against Canada, but throughout the game? Yeah, I think I think you get to a stage where you kind of stop playing with that fear. Um, you know, you're kind of. One nil down, going behind. Um, you, yeah, you start to play with a little bit of freedom, and you're right. We need to, we need to maybe try do that earlier on in the game and, and sort those things out. But again, I think it causes yeah other teams so much issues. You know, it's it's taking advantage of the moments that you can. And you know, I think Australia were were worried then that we were still going to be on the front foot. And again, we've showed our our fitness there. But again, it was for me, it was just a a really Irish performance and um, yeah we put our hearts completely out there and 
the crowd were unbelievable. So many Irish. Um, it was just a, an extremely proud day, and we are, you know, we're, we are disappointed that we couldn't maybe just get something out of it for for all those people that came to support us and watch us at home. Good luck in the next one. Thank you. So that was Louise Quinn uh, talking to Tony O'Donoghue. Did I say we've been joined by Anthony Pine from Sydney? He's just back in his hotel after the match. Uh, how are you doing, Anthony? I'm good, Mikey. Thanks. How are you? Good. To see good. You. Yes. Uh, glad you could join us. Um, we've just been discussing, you know, kind of, well, there, it feels a little bit like a lost opportunity, uh, to be honest with you. We didn't, you know, Australia probably weren't at their best, especially missing their, 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 their star striker and their captain. And Ireland had opportunities. And we're just saying, you know, perhaps we could have had more opportunities if, if you know, the, the changes had been made earlier or Vera had kind of, let them off the leash a little bit earlier, which obviously is a, a double-edged sword. But like, what was the sense after the game in the press conference and that? How, how what was the mood of the players and Vera? Um, well, I mean, from her point of view, when she said this, these exact words that the game plan worked perfectly, so um, she she felt it was you know that we were an unlucky penalty away from getting what would have been an incredible point. Um, I'm not sure I would totally agree with that. I have to say, now I will. I I think Ireland gave a good account of themselves tonight. You know, going into that atmosphere and that arena, it's an incredible stadium. Against a very good side, but um, there's a nagging sense of of possibly that was that was one that got away. I think, uh, certainly to get a result because when the news broke that Sam Kerr wasn't in the the squad that she was injured, um, it just deflated. Australians so much. I mean, it was it was a, it was such a strange vibe. It was like they, they knocked stuffing out of them, you know. Re, and it, it changed the feeling around the whole game. Suddenly, from an Irish perspective, you start thinking, "Jesus, there's, there's actually there's a chance here tonight." You know, they've just lost their captain, um, their their star player, their 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 iconic player. Um, and I don't know if Ireland. I I understand the approach. We all understand what Fear Pell does, and they are very um. They are very disciplined and and hard to break down. Um, I just think they were. Uh, it's it's hard, it's a hard thing to get the balance, isn't it? Like you're on a high wire all the time when you play like that, because you, you sacrifice playing in the opposition's half, therefore making chances, and it only takes one little mistake to cost you a goal. Like th- this was very similar to the USA twice to France. To uh, actually to Sweden at home, I know we got a draw with Sweden away, brilliant draw. But if you remember the game at home where Louise had an, uh, Louise Quinn had an OG, didn't she? Um, same thing. Like you're thinking, you're coming by going, God, we're lucky, could have got a point, but ultimately we didn't. And and I think really the big takeaway for me is that, well, when you have so you give another team, especially a good team, so much of the ball, and you play so deep, like so much of the game is played in your own half that it often does just take, like it increases the chances of somebody making a costly mistake. That that's the thing. And and tonight, unfortunately, it was Marissa Shiva. Um I think, you know, some people were saying that it was soft. I'd actually have to see it again. To be, I don't know what you guys thought. It, um, it, it, it wasn't soft. I don't think it was a hand okay. on the back, a tangle of legs. Yeah. It it you'd be very yeah. surprised if a, I, I would say Marie would say ninety time, ninety nine times out of hundred that penalty's given, isn't it? Yeah, it was just clumsy. She did a tangle of legs and she went down and, you know, you, you, you have to give it. Um, mm. it. It was just one of those clumsy ones. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And look, Steph Cately fired at home, top left corner. There was no stopping it. Mm. And, and that's the thing. Like, she'd done well. She, she'd worked really, really hard. 
um, but that's just that that's just a loss of concentration, a little, little piece of indiscipline to do that in your own box. And and I think that is Tony Gustavin referenced it yesterday in his pre-match press conference. Having watched Ireland a lot, he said they tend to basically he said they tend to switch off towards the end of both halves. Um and, and also you could see they targeted, I think they targeted our right side quite a lot tonight. That was the other thing he he referenced that there was an area he thought they could exploit. Um and I and I think there is we have you know there is something in that I think that because so much of the game is played in our half against the better teams that it is very, very difficult to sustain that without somebody just making a costly error. And of course when you play very good players and okay, no Sam Kerr, but I mean Look at the players they had, regardless. You know, a, a lot of really good players ultimately it cost us. Um, but you know what? They, they, Ireland they gave it they gave a really good account of themselves generally, as I, I think we all expected them to. They, and it's it probably says a lot about them that we're actually a little frustrated that we didn't get a point because you Absolutely. know, a point against the co-hosts on their own patch, you know, like it would have been that would have been an incredible result. Absolutely. Um, Marie, I think. I think some people might be surprised, people who don't watch women's football and maybe might still be a little dismissive of it, despite, you know, the huge growth in it and the, the, the quality that's evident to anybody who watches it. That was a really physical game of football. That was like, if you saw two men's teams going at each other like that, you'd be like, Oof, this is, you know, this, this is saucy enough. That was, that was a, that, uh, Katie McCabe even said it after, said she enjoyed it. And you know, if, Katie enjoys a game like that. It really, there was a good bit of needle in it, wasn't there? Yeah, like Katie, I, I love it. I love it. She's a boss. It's almost Roy Keane-esque. You know, she wins those mental battles. You know, the left winger came over to the right at one point um, because Steph Catley was frustrated. And, you know, so they were looking for solutions. So it's a credit to her. But she absolutely got bossed it. And, you know, it's just a, a great sense of example other players were, were getting stuck into Rusha, particularly earlier in the game. Um, yeah, we were, we brought a very physical game. Um, and I think that that was the the thing that they probably struggled with, um, this good side. Um, so, you know, we, we have that in our locker. Teams won't like playing us. Canada won't like that either. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's just, Yes, we're playing deep. We're playing this very rigid, structured style of football that Vera has set out. That's fine. But where we can possess, we need to more. So I've said it before with Mikey, um, you know, throws weren't good enough today for for this level. Um, we probably regain, we probably kept possession two out of maybe 11 throws, which isn't, which isn't good enough. So we need to look at that and... Um, you know, we're not be a one trick pony, just just ball down the line. Um, they're the moments where we need to possess the ball. Um, you know, that's where you have to rely on set pieces, and um, that's the way we play. And so, we we need to continuously improve that now. And they're the moments where we can actually keep possession better. Mm. Um, Anthony, on that then, like Vera Pau isn't going to change her approach for Canada, who are the Olympic champions, and you know one of the best teams in the competition, but this is a game where we have to get a result to draw a minimum, a win, preferably. She's not going to change much. Do you think she might be looking at personnel to an extent? We, we mentioned before Sinead Farrelly again, an hour is as much as she could give. Um, Abby Larkin, only 18, will be a big 
it would be a, you know it'd be a big kind of call to throw her in in Perth, but undeniable the the you know the impact she made in that half hour. Yeah, she did really well. She was is that the youngest Irish player ever to play in a major tournament tonight? Eight, Eighteen, it must be surely. Yeah, I think it is. I think so. I I heard that on the way out of the stadium. Somebody somebody uh, mentioned that. And, yeah, I can't think anybody. Uh, so that that in itself a great achievement. And she was she was brilliant. Once she took made for it. So, uh, I think like in terms of shape or a, a different approach. No, we're not going to see that. I think we we accept that now under Vera Pell. This is the way she sets it up, uh, particularly against the better teams. And I, I think that's a bit of a shame to be honest with you because even. Katie McCabe's post-match interview with uh with Tony, I don't know who on RT, like you know, she said, you know, in the second half we we showed better, you know, we 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 gave a better show of ourselves. And, uh not to climb into the mind of Katie McCabe, but I, I would say that might be a veiled reference to the fact that they attacked more, you know, they had more of a go, and she would love that. That's she wants to be up the pitch and and making things happen and getting crosses into the box. And I think when um, the, the approach that we had for the first, certainly the first hour, uh, we don't do that. You know, it's, it's, we don't leave spaces in behind. We sit in a block and it's low and it's, it's, it's disciplined and it's, it is hard to break down. But, you know, as you say now, we're in a position where we, we can't, you know, we, we do need a result against Canada. And I think the best chance to get a result is to take the lead, <laughs> stating the obvious. But, you know, like you don't want to go chasing a game against these better teams. Aren't they, they need to find a way to get a goal, you know. And, and um, I didn't really see much until the last 15 where they, they brought on Abby Lark. They pushed the wing backs higher up the pitch. They threw Louise Quinn up front. And, until that happened, sure, we never we never looked like we were really uh, there was one little break for Kira Cruz in the first half uh, a nice nice move Kate McCabe clipped it I can't think of anything else up until no, that, that last that was sort of it the first half or, and even that is yeah. kind of clutching a straw as Stephen called it an attack because she was dispossessed 30 yards from goal so yeah no there was there was nothing in the first half there was very little for Australia either in the first half so you know that's yeah true that's yeah, well, that's, was... I mean that, and that's and that's the crux of it you know that's the thing it's getting that balance right and it's it is difficult, you know. It is difficult, but um, I don't know. I I I hope I don't know. Look, as I said, like you open yourself up, you might get hammered. But I, I just sense in the players that there, there's something in them that they would like to just be a little more mm. adventurous, you know, in the in these games. We might see it because now they, as you said, got to get something in the next game. So yeah, it's a tricky one, though, Marie, isn't it? Because you know, a draw, the results fall your way. A draw against Canada might be enough um lose obviously and we're effectively out of the tournament so as Anthony says Virpa is not going to change her structure terribly but can you see changes in personnel or would you suggest changes in personnel to that 11? Well I was cautious of Megan Connolly back there today now it, it's just because we have two centre backs in the squad um so if you're not trusting those two Diane Caldwell and Clara Reardon um and you go with a midfielder. So I was cautious now. Megan did well, um, despite not being a natural center half. Um, but you know, we we do have that option of putting her higher up the pitch. Um, probably a Diane Caldwell back there with great experience. Um, we do have an option of bringing on an, an Izzy Atkinson. I don't know if she'll do it because the France game was tougher and she found it difficult when she came on after Casey went off. Um, but certainly at this level, you need to have players experience at the back. Um, if we're in that block, you know, positioning is so key and the movement. And so you need that experienced voice behind you all the time. And, you know, if you're a half second too late, it's it's too late. 
um, the the mistakes will will cost you. So um, I don't see Vera changing things too much. However, you know, she brought on Izzy back there today and Katie pushed higher towards the end of the game. Um, you know, interesting that she did not bring on Amber Barris today. I thought it was a game for her to come in and do something. She went with putting Louise Quinn up there. I don't it, it didn't work today. Um it looked it looked out of balance. Um we saw her at the right of like a front tree at, at one point and it it just looked odd um and out of place. So um yeah, look and and I, I think we could do that. She she could if she's chasing a result you know we have the players there to kind of um be flexible and 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 adapt during a game to to put Casey higher or, or you know um to, to attack and and you know not sit as deep I, I think that needs to be um part of the plan it needs to be a plan b in a, in a game if we're if we're chasing um has to be um because counter-attacking football you, you just it, we we need more options um so it, it's very difficult as you said uh, anthony it's it's difficult to sit deep all the time um but above all we need to show that we can possess very very well and there was glimpses of that so you know it's not to say maybe next campaign could be a very very different irish women's side yeah yeah very true. And, and they have, and they are, yeah. I mean, that's that this is they're on a journey, you know, they have improved and evolved. But uh, I said uh, yesterday, I predicted 1 0 Mikey uh, last night for the very reason that, you know, if Australia went ahead, Ireland wouldn't change really, which they didn't until the last 10 minutes, you know, they were they, they kept sitting in and they just kind of the game. Australia got that goal and instead of them kicking on and, you know, burying Ireland. Ireland just the game became a complete stalemate again because they don't change, you know. They they just remain as as are, and then throw the kitchen sink at it for sort of five to ten minutes, you know. Probably need a bit more, I think, at this level now. Yeah, Amber Barrett not coming on was a bit strange, Anthony, wasn't it? You would have thought it was, you know. It was strange. I agree, with Marie. I agree, and uh, it's it's it's, I, I, it's not to be overcritical of Ireland because you know these are this is elite level now. This is the top you know, World Cup against a team that can go all the way. So we don't want to be too harsh on them. But um it's just it is it's it's like it's a good point that Marie makes about the throw-ins. Like these are things you can't do that. You just can't gift a team away. You can't give possession to the other team when you have it like that easily and that often. Like that seems like a simple thing, a small thing, but when you keep on doing it, um you know it's 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 not good because when you have a throw in you naturally sort of come out of your shape as well so you can get caught in things like that uh, little things little things I'm sure we're probably aware of all this but um you know it's a steep learning curve and it look it this is a really really difficult group it was a very tough game tonight um they they didn't disgrace themselves at all but it's just in the top third she's got to try and find a way to, to have a little bit more a little bit more often throughout mm. games if we're gonna pinch a result you know yeah, um, I'm going to channel my inner Abby Larkin here before we finish and, and kind of try and look on the bright side. Marie, outside of the result, what's, what would be your abiding memory of this first World Cup game for Ireland? Hugely positive. Such great performances by many, many players. They they made a really good account of themselves. Um, they challenged Australia. Okay, um, I, I, I think Australia were, were too good to... to 
be worried um, too much, but they give an excellent account of uh, against a team that could go on to win it. Um, and you know what? They didn't stretch us. They didn't open us up. They didn't get that race that they wanted over the top, um, you know, and, and, and beat us uh, on the race. Uh, you know, they, they didn't probably get through us as well as they had planned. Um, so Ireland can be very, very proud of how how they set out, how they denied Australia. Okay, we seem to have uh, lost Marie there, but we will get her on again, definitely during the tournament. Um, Anthony, just finally, um, away from the match, I guess, you know, the, just what a seismic event this was, um, result aside, not just for Ireland, but also for Australia, the hosts, uh, Ireland, massive expat community, you know, almost 75,000 people in the stadium. Can you just give us a sense of kind of kind of how it felt to be there? Um, I, I think the first, like when the teams came out, um, th- that was a great moment. I mean, it felt like a great moment, mm. um, you know, that you could see on the big screen in the stadium. And I know I keep going on about it. It's, it's such a fantastic stadium, the, the Accor. Um, the Accor Stadium, it's it's so impressive. But you could see the footage of the players coming out of the tunnel and it's just, I mean, God knows what they were thinking. They look nervous and excited and, you know, probably thinking this is so surreal, you know, to come onto this stage. It's um, It was a hell of an experience for them, but it was a great experience for anybody there tonight. I think this, you know, the anthems were powerful. There was light shows and, um, you know, DJ and all the rest uh, drumming up the atmosphere. But really, the most the, the most striking part was the fans themselves. Like the, the Irish fans were great, uh, made so much noise and and, and uh, lent a hell of a lot to the occasion. And the Australian fans, to be fair, you know that they, they were not um, they, were, they were out in force. Um, and when they got going, you know, it was it was a proper cauldron at times. So I thought that was great. And I think I think for. A lot of those players, you know, when everything settles down and they reflect on this, whatever it is, that may be weeks, months, and I look back, um, you know, they, they can be proud of being involved in an occasion like that because that, you know, that was a, a proper World Cup opener. I know it wasn't the first game, but it really, it felt like the curtain raiser. And, you know, it was, it, and, and by the way, it wasn't a great game of football. I mean, quality-wise, it was. I'd say for the neutral, it was, it was quite um, it was scrappy. Uh, physical, as you said, I, I not, think physical really. was anyone who wasn't Irish or Australian. I think the comments I was seeing were like, "Holy hell, how bad, how bad are the Colombians if the Irish found them too yeah, yeah. physical?" Yeah. So there was a lot of that from yeah, our yeah. English brethren. Yeah, yeah. There was a few. There was a few full blooded tackles. All right, um, but you know, from our point of view, it was it was a it was a, an exciting end because you thought you know they might actually nick something, and uh, it was never anything less than. Um, two teams were absolutely committed, and yeah, like it's it is fair to talk about a bit about Australia because of course this is this is their tournament. This is the co-hosts. Um, you know they want to go and win the thing, and they were relieved. They were relieved to 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 get out there with a win. Um, you know banana skin first up, but uh, you'd fancy them now. They will get out of the group, and um, it will be interesting to see. They get Sam Kerr back in the little they, they, yeah. Yeah, she'd be she. Well, they're telling us two. She's she, two mm. games. She's definitely gone for two. So you think, okay, knockout stages. She should be back fit and firing. So, um, there's a few teams that can win this tournament, and Australia are, are probably one of them, and they'll be worth keeping an eye on. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Listen, Anthony, I know you have a little bit more work to do, and it's pretty early in the morning there, so I'll let you go. And thank you to Marie earlier, who um, is starting work in her car before the uh, I think uh, either her her four G or something gave up on her. So thank you to Marie, and thank you to Anthony. And remember, you can watch all the games from the World Cup on the RT player or RT two, and get lots of all the news analysis and reports on the RT website and the RT news app. So thank you, Anthony, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Good luck. and a half likes, shares, comments and tweets. Cadbury sponsors RTE Soccer Women's World Cup podcast.